Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Hi guys, good to be back, good to have another Wednesday turn its way up here or arrive in the week, I love it, and as you know, the radio show means a huge amount to me. In any case, we have some amazing information and and a fantastic healing, I'm just assuming it'll be fantastic healing on the planet Earth, today In honor of Earth Day, I think Earth Day is actually Friday, but I'm not positive. But in honor of Earth Day, I decided to share with you some information on water that I brought in from the higher self in 2011. Uh, Then I'm going to do a healing on the planet using water as the healing element. You'll you'll see. Um, But anyway, I'm going to give you the information. What happened was I was in Tahoe for two or three weeks, and I had the impress, a significant one, to start to work and learn about water. And I did a lot of walking. It is incredibly beautiful there. I was on the north shore of Tahoe. A friend of mine has a really sweet house up there, and she would let me stay from time to time. And I was staying there when I got this impress to find out about water. Now, please understand, I brought this information in May of 2011, and I wasn't as practiced at bringing information as I am now, even though, and you'll see, it's fascinating information. It opens up this gigantic window of understanding. So I may not have all of it in perfect clarity, but that's okay, because it's still an enormous it's an enormous concept that we can really work with and utilize. So even though it's maybe not as deep as it will be once I start working on bringing more information in, I'm telling you, it's exciting. And on Monday of this week, I had a different topic planned for today. And my assistant, Catherine, who's really fantastic, she told me, well, you know, Earth Day is Friday. Do you want to do something you know, for Earth Day, and I said, well, let me think about it. Um, I'm just not sure because I have this other topic planned, and I do want to put an apology out. Somebody did write me an email and requested a healing. I think it was, I was supposed to do it today, but I didn't make a record of it. As you know, I was traveling, and it came in when I was traveling, and I had very spotty um, access to Wi-Fi and and or time to deal with stuff. So that's why it got kind of lost in the shuffle. And I want to just put a shout out to, to apologize to the person. I would like them to re, uh, reconnect with me and let me know, and I will slot them in for next week. So anyway, but um, so I have a different plan. But Monday night, at some point, I was looking at something on the social media, and up popped this thing. I 
it's, it's a YouTube video, but I think I saw it on Facebook or on something else. Anyway, it said, water has memory. Well, because I had gotten this fascinating information on water now five years ago, I thought, wow, that sounds exactly kind of what I got. So I went in and I looked, the video, looked at the video, and it is astounding. It is very much in line with the information I got. And the video was made in 2013, in July of 2013. So it was about two years after I got the information. But it doesn't matter who got it first. The interesting thing and what I love is that it's like science is catching up with the energetic world, guys. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so I'm actually going to play a, a minute, 30 seconds of the video after I give you the information that I brought in on water. I'm going to actually play that minute, 30 seconds. You won't have the benefit because it is a, a video. You want to benefit, obviously, of the pictures. But I think the video, the, the audio portion speaks for itself. And you'll see that, you know, there's a lot of parallel work going on between the scientific community and the metaphysical community. So it's very exciting. Um, but anyway, I am going to unfold the information as it came into me. And I had two and a half weeks there, I think, and I would go out walking and I would pull in information. I did different things. It wasn't every day, but a lot of the days. And so I got it in a in a step-by-step step kind of thing. And so I'm going to unfold it for you in that way, understanding that I was really, you know, it's five years ago. And you have, most of you, or many of you who've listened to some of my old shows, realize that I myself have moved into a, <clears throat> a lot more expansion and able to tap into deeper levels. So I think you're going to be kind of uh, as amazed as I am. Sometimes I'm like, what? Did I really bring that in? But what I would do is I'd get information, I'd go back to where I was staying, and I would type it into the computer so that I could keep a record of it. And I even wrote in the note that I forgot to do it a few days. So there's probably other stuff I got that I'm not telling you. But this is enough. Okay. So... Now, just to give you a little background information, most of which I, most of you, I think, know this information, but the, um, the originating source originally, you know, about the womb of originating source, it contained these matching pairs of opposites, the male and the female principal soul that with the creative life force gave birth to what became the solar systems, the planetary systems. And so the, <clears throat> the energy was de-intensified down and all planets carry the DNA, symbolic DNA uh, from the originating source, that pure soul essence. So I'm sure you guys remember that, that the originating source at first, it was inexperienced. It, it but it had this creative life force that uh, with the, matching pairs of opposites, the male and the female, the, the energy that all it wanted to do was create, and eventually it gave birth to the material solid world, beginning with the solar systems, obviously. Okay, so, so every planet 
has the pure soul essence or the symbolic DNA from the originating source. And eventually, planets would give birth to the mineral kingdom. And the minerals, the mineral souls, would move up through higher and higher levels of evolutionary concepts and would return eventually back to originating source. And upon the return of the soul, the originating source became experienced. Okay, so... We're not going to go into all of that, but keep in mind that the originating source is both the originator and the capstone of all evolution. It doesn't live in the human kingdom heavens. It doesn't live in the animal kingdom. It doesn't live in the fifth dimensional kingdom. It is the originator and the capstone of all evolution. Now, for more on soul evolution, I really encourage you guys to pick up my book, Get on Amazon.com and buy Soul Psychology, Our Journey Through the Human Kingdom Universe. Even though I talk for the most part about the Human Kingdom Universe, there are other elements in the book that does explain the evolutionary journey and how it works, so to speak. I think you're going to be fascinated. It answers a lot of questions, and it's just, um, it's just, I just think you'll understand the show better. It'll give you a lot of context. Anyway, now, water is the most evolved mineral on the planet. I know. Now, scientists don't call water a mineral, you know, if it's not a rock or a a gem or a crystal or something, they don't call water a mineral. And I will get into into it. But if it's not a mineral and it's not a plant, it's not an animal, it's not a human, what is it, guys? Well, according to the higher self, water is considered to be a mineral. And it's not only a mineral, it is the most highly evolved mineral on the planet. One evidence of this is that it can be present in a solid state, a gaseous state, and a liquid state. In any case, when the minerals on a planet evolve to the point of bringing in water, the planet is then ready to house life forms as we know it, the plants, animals, and humans. Okay? So water is very important, and there'll be more information, obviously, uh, on water as we go. But that's kind of a little bit of background. Now, the first experience You have to envision me out walking in the most incredibly gorgeous place. I'm telling you, it is mind-boggling beautiful uh, in Lake Tahoe. Uh, The lake itself is, it it feels like a natural wonder to me. But in any way, I know there's so many beautiful natural spots around the globe, and aren't we lucky to have them? In any case, the first thing they had me do was to join in one accord my pure soul essence with the pure soul essence of all the water I carry inside me in the bottled water I was carrying on my walk, the, all the, the water that was in the streams, the plants and groundwater and everything around me as I was walking. So that was the first thing that I did. I amalgamated first with my own pure soul essence. And then I called in the amalgamation with the pure soul essence of all the water, as I just said. Then the next step was they asked me to expand that 
amalgamation to all the water in Lake Tahoe, guys. Now, Lake Tahoe is an incredibly deep lake, and it's just an enormous body of water. Now, it isn't an ocean, but it's an enormous body of water. And immediately when I amalgamated with the bigger body of water, I, I was overwhelmed by a sense of vastness and, surprisingly, joy, just huge amount of joy. And so I asked the higher self, and I said, why am I feeling this joy? And the higher self said, I was feeling an appreciation from the water that I acknowledged and honored it. Well, okay. Well, that was day one, and I was already blown away. Uh, Or the first part of day one. Uh, The next step was they asked me to activate a turn-on switch within the water molecule that I was connected with, okay? Now, you guys have heard me talk about the turn-on switch, that focus of attention, and this this turn-on switch was slightly different. It was some sort of turn-on switch that um, to help the water connect to their own pure soul essence so that the the connection to the pure soul essence uh, wasn't just me amalgamating with the pure soul essence, but to actually help the water at whatever consciousness level, whatever sensing level, whatever existence level, because boy, you know, it's hard to talk about water in some of these terms, but whatever it was to have all those water molecules, all that water element to be connected to its own pure soul essence. And it was, at that time, it was huge for me to do that. And I start, but I started seeing it. I started seeing symbolically like these, all these tiny millions and millions of lights beginning to connect not only to their own pure soul essence, but the pure soul essence and the other droplets. And it just, you know, I couldn't even get my head around it, but it just felt so powerful as, as I watched it happen. And it just, it took some time. I mean, you know, I think part of it was my own perception that it should take time, but I remember seeing the, and sensing the, the light of the connections and the, uh, the awareness of the connection moving out from, from me. I saw it moving into the lake and it just kept growing and growing. And at some point I went back to the house and when, but when I came out the next day, I immediately tuned in and I saw that the connection was almost completely all around the world, that the water from the totality of the world was bright and uh, brilliant with the connection to the pure soul essence. I didn't see the whole world at that point, but it didn't matter to me because I knew that the process was ongoing. Okay, now... Uh, Okay, so then uh, they, so this next day, the higher self asked me to again become one with, to amalgamate one uh, with all the water within me and outside of me and all around the area, et cetera. And as I did it, the connection now is feeling more comfortable and I felt more whole. It was a very strange 
experience, but I did feel more whole. And once and once I did the amalgamation, the higher self asked me to activate the rainbow bridge. Now here's another time that I've used the rainbow bridge. I've used it so many times in so many different circumstances. And the higher self asked me, you know, I've, I've known about the rainbow bridge for 30 plus years. So this is, wasn't new information, but they wanted me to, to, to connect the rainbow bridge, to become one with it myself and to connect the rainbow bridge with every molecule of water that I was amalgamated with, which is this point is pretty much all the water on the planet. Okay, now uh, just to remind you, the Rainbow Bridge energy connects us from our pure soul essence, uh, the pure soul, our pure soul essence to the seven chakras of the originating source, or our chakras to the seven chakras of the originating source, and this brings in total balance and alignment of our chakras, which I told you that the highest, most efficient uh, place that we can get in at that moment. Uh, and we can also use the Rainbow Bridge to connect with other people, to other souls. We can use it also to transmit divine energies. It actually becomes, if we want to use it, a Rainbow Bridge where it takes stream of energies, the different colors from the chakras of originating source uh, and our own chakras, uh, and we move it out from the solar plexus area to as a bridge of rainbow colors. And this we can use as transmitters. So, so they, the higher self wanted me to activate the rainbow bridge to connect with virtually every molecule of water. I know. I mean, who knew? And, and they had me do that because they wanted me to pump out, using the bridge effect, divine love. Divine love, as you've probably heard me say many times, is the highest healing energy that we have access to uh, in this kingdom. And so I did just that. And it was freaking amazing. Um, the, I was, I kept being flashed the, the picture of the planet from the higher self. And as the divine love was transmitted to all the water, it just, it was as if the, planet itself took on a glow, a pink glow. I mean, it was intense. It was beautiful and amazing. <laughs> um, and I saw it, I saw it sort of as it went because I saw it first uh, across this country, then the Pacific and Central America, South America, and then it went across the Atlantic uh, and the Pacific and then Australia, Asia, India. And it actually happened really quickly, much more quickly than my initial connection or connecting with the pure soul essence, uh, the, the triggering them or the turning them on to turning the water on to their pure soul essence. That was slow. That was like a 24-hour thing. But again, it was probably my own perception. It could have gone as quickly as this. I'm not actually sure because remember all the information we pull in, we process it through our own soul mind. And five years ago, I could very well not have been uh, as um, perceptive of the idea just how quick all this stuff happened. So I could have just perceived it as lower. In any case, it was amazing because eventually, as I said, the planet took on this pink glow and 
it just was pulsing. There was like this pulsing effect, like a heartbeat, okay? Like this great heartbeat. Well, I asked at that point, I said, well, can I send out other energies? Because you know me, there's always more to do, more to help with. And the higher self indicated not yet that these, that these water elements, these water soul elements, particles, uh, aspects, soul aspects, needed time to acclimate. So I left it at that for that day. But the next day, I went back in and I said, okay, can I put in another energy? And they said, yes. And this time, I put in something called evolutionary enlightenment. And what that is, is basically an energy that any soul at any level can utilize because it carries the enlightenment at every level. So wherever a soul is, it can take in elements of this energy and move its awareness or its consciousness or its uh, unconscious awareness, whatever it might be, to higher and higher levels. So it's a very, very effective energy. And with it, I also infused the energy, which I've talked about somewhere on the show. I can't remember exactly, but it was the desire to take in and utilize the energies. So not only have I given it the or proposed uh, the that the divine love be given the day before, but then the evolutionary enlightenment and but I'm also putting in the desire to want to take it in, to want to utilize these energies. And this is a good, a good approach for any of us in any healing. I don't think to do it every time. As a matter of fact, I think I only used it once or twice on the show, but it comes to me from time to time. And so I want to put a, a you know, voice it out there for all of you that you might want to consider adding that to your healing, that you have the desire to utilize the energy, the desire to unfold. Most of you all have the desire, uh, but sometimes we want to strengthen it. We want to really empower it so it can have more say, so to speak, (laughs) uh, when there's fears or resistance of some sort or trepidation or whatever, if we really have the desire to utilize the energy and we enhance that desire, it is going to help us with our movement forward. Okay. Now, it's really weird, but it took me two or three or four or five days to start asking questions of the higher self about water. Now, one of the things that I asked was because when I amalgamated with the water, I had this sense of great wisdom. Oh my gosh. And that was so curious to me. I said, why am I feeling so much wisdom? And the answer was simply, now, just listen to this, that the conglomerate soul of water has been around for eons of time and has, so, okay, first of all, the conglomerate soul of water, that means that water is, is a soul, okay? The totality of water is one soul. That this soul has been around for eons of time and it has had aspects of itself within plants, within animals, within humans, and cabillion, cadillion, quadrillion of souls. And 
they've had so many experiences and so many uh, as part of so many life forms that they've taken on these the, these aspects of water have taken on great experience, great knowledge. And the higher selves actually said that water carries the wisdom of the ages. It understands all levels of balance and distortion of the physical body. It understands health and illness, life and death, hot and cold, up and down. In essence, all the polarities that exist in the human, in the, not human, in the physical form. It also understands perfect balance. In fact, the higher self said water could teach us much if we learn to listen. Well, I just went home and think, oh, my gosh, how do I listen to water? What, you know, uh, <laughs> I remember thinking, boy, that sounds great. It kind of makes sense to me, but I really, really wasn't sure how to listen to water. But, in, uh, but I also asked um, because I felt tremendous serenity when I was amalgamated with the totality of water, just tremendous serenity. And I'm going to bring us all into this kind of amalgamated state when we do the healing. I want you all to experience whatever you're going to experience. You might experience something different. You might experience something similar, but I do want to give you all a chance and that will be part of the amalgamation when I do the healing. But in any case, um, I felt serenity, and I so I asked about it. I said, well, you know, why is it so serene here? I mean, oh, my gosh. Okay. The higher self said that the mineral kingdom moves so slowly, it's as if time stands still. From this perspective, there are no crises, there's no trauma, there's no drama that water doesn't know implicitly will be resolved and will there be movement forward just as it's been happening over eons of time so that it simply is what it is and it isn't anything else. I don't know. That was quite a quote. That's a quote. Um, and it knows beyond a shadow of a doubt that it will continue its existence as it always has done, as, as, it, did, as it has before. So there is no trauma or drama or fear because it has the perspective of the ages. And I'm like, okay, that would make us fairly serene. We wouldn't get caught up in worries and, and catastrophes and this, that, and the other. But if you're water on this planet, you've been around for many of those. And yet it always unfolds. Your existence is what it is. And the world returns, you know, has its ups and downs, but you just, are always there, always is what it is. Um, anyway, um, now, on another day, I tried to connect, as instructed by the higher selves, to connect with and communicate with the water inside my body. And I thought to myself, you know, how do I do this? I, I need some way to interface with the water. I mean, I... It, it's kind of the same as I say I use symbols in my work because it's really hard to pick up just pure energy and read it and understand it. You know, the symbols help the focus of attention. So I just, I just 
kind of was communicating that I need a way to interface with the water or a spokesperson, so to speak. But then I'm thinking, how do you do that exactly with a molecule? <laughs> you know, guys. Um, anyway, but the higher self always are there. They always offer uh, solutions. <laughs> and almost immediately, I literally could not have imagined this in any way, shape, or form. I saw symbolically a flow, like a big flow of water, maybe um, it, it was um, round, maybe about nine inches around, coming out of my solar plexus. It was just a symbolic flow of water, and it went straight out a little bit in front of me, and then the top of it curved forward, curved around and upward, so that I'm looking face-to-face with a symbolic stream of water, and the water had a face on it. I mean, not, you know, I don't remember anymore exactly what the face is, but the, but it had a face. And I was, it reminded me, I think there was a movie called The Abyss. I'm, I may be wrong about that, but there was a movie where water sort of came in this sort of slow thing, and I don't remember. But anyway, it's kind of like a snake of water, but this, it wasn't really a snake. It was just this symbolic... Um, round body of water that would that curved out of you know came out of my solar plexus curved up and the the end of the water had a face on it so i began communicating with this face all right i know you guys must think i'm a complete idiot but um it's not a surprise that i haven't shared this information for these five years i did have one meetup group that i shared and i think maybe there were a handful of people there i don't remember Maybe there were eight or ten. Uh, it wasn't too much. I don't remember what happened, but um, anyway, that's the only time I've ever shared it. I've never talked about it with literally anyone else, so I'm, I probably do sound a little crazy, but it's okay. Now, um, when I spoke to it, when it was speaking, it kept using the term we, and, I kept, and finally I said, what do you mean exactly? And by we, and it explained that it stood for the conglomerate of all water molecules. And so, again, even though I got the information earlier, I said, "Is this does this mean that water is basically a conglomerate soul?" And it said yes. And that the it, it went on to explain again. You know, there was some little review for me, some recap, and it says the wisdom um, that the wisdom that the water carried was accumulation of all the experiences of all the water on the planet since the time water was born. And it knew the experience of being frozen in Antarctica. It knew how to be part of every fish, insect, insect, plant, animal, human. Um, It knew everything. All the knowledge from all those experiences was contained within that conglomerate soul. And because it said, it explained that when something dies, let's say there's a plant or there's an animal and has water in it, when it dies, it lays aside the body. Of course, it's eliminated water over its lifetime, but when it dies, it lays aside the body and the water returns to the planet. And every time water reconnects with other molecules, it is giving the information and the experience that it had as that plant or animal to the water and the molecules around it. And eventually you know, as huge amounts of time pass, all the molecules get this this information. 
Okay, now, um, it explained again that the water can be in all three states, the gas, the liquid, the solid, and, which is evidence of its uh, very high evolutionary status. And, uh, and that, what I just said, once it's connected with the conglomerate of water, the knowledge is passed on to every other molecule. Okay, so that's what I'm getting, okay, on water. And I'm alone up there. I don't have anyone to talk to you about it. I'm just, which is probably good, because I just kept going back to the higher self. I just kept going back within and asking more and more questions. Uh, okay, so I kept trying to talk to the water over a few days, and it told me it was important to drink water because it's, the carrier system that clean, cleanses the impurities from the body, and it also uh, can um, bring nutrients that it needs to rebuild. Uh, to rebuild, and um, it did tell me at the time to drink distilled water. I don't fully understand. I, I didn't write all the details down on the thing because I told you sometimes I didn't write everything down. But I remember having a clear memory of boy, that really makes sense. And I've been drinking distilled water ever since. I do supplement it with uh, um, micro mineral supplements, and you know, with, I eat very healthy food, and you know, trace elements, uh, trace minerals, and uh, supplements. So I do get plenty of nutrients from other sources. I can't remember all the explanation, but at the time, I do remember that drinking distilled water. Uh, made a lot of sense based on what I got. Now, I'm not rigid about it. If I'm out you know, I buy, and I need water, I buy a bottle of water, I drink whatever from restaurants or people's homes. So I'm not, just, I'm not re religious about it, but I, I absolutely buy distilled water myself, and I have ever since that day or those days back then because it made sense. And I wish I didn't have all the answers for you, but it, I had no time to go in and fill in any gaps or get any more information from yesterday when I made the decision to do this till till now okay now um, you all have to use your own decision-making process about what water you drink I'm not trying to proselytize or force anyone to do what I did or especially because I can't even think of what the I can't think of what all of it was but it was something about it facilitated its ability to take out the elements of the body that we don't need anymore to cleanse the body. Um, it facilitated that in some way. I do remember, too, it said if you went into the grocery store, and I tried this a few times, if you go into the grocery store and you want to buy some fruits or vegetables, that you could amalgamate with the water in the fruits and vegetables and ask the water which ones are carrying the most nutrients that that are the healthiest to to eat or whatever, and you would you would find out what, what to buy. Well, I tried that a few times, but I'm telling you, it was kind of embarrassing standing there with my eyes closed, really trying to focus because it wasn't something that came to me immediately, uh, and and also there were a couple times that I did actually get some sort of indication. You know, I remember finding that there was some melon that was really good. It kind of lit up on the melon, 
on the fruit aisle, it kind of lit up and I thought, oh, that's great, but I really needed to buy blueberries. You know, so I was, I, I, I remember having some issues. I did buy the melon because, and it was so delicious, as I recall, but it doesn't mean that something else I might buy might not be delicious. It, you know, there, so anyway, you can play with that information yourself. Any feedback you guys give me, if you want to try this or after the healing, you might be interested in uh, letting me know what you've worked on or what you've gleaned. That would be great. Uh, anyway, so uh, it went on to tell me that that if I connect with water, I could use its win- wisdom not only to find out where inside me was out of balance, but I could also use it to diagnose others, animal, human, and plants. And because there's water in every organ and every tissue, and once I would be amalgamated with water, I can ask it for information, and I could diagnose. Now, I have to say, I never tried it. That is something I never tried, but since I'm rereading this information and sharing it with you all, I'm going to bring it into my physical body healings. You know, some people come to me, for physical body, but in a way, we're going to be doing that today. In a way, we're going to be using water to start with healing the planet. And I don't know whether we'll get information from, I really have no clue about what's going to happen, but I do know the higher self will lead us somewhere. So we'll see. Now, later, a few months later in August of that same year, um, The, I, I did get a, one more thing about water, and the higher self told me not only, again, that it's the most highly evolved mineral, but it has be, it's the bridge between the min, min, <laughs> mineral kingdom and the planetary soul. No, it's a bridge between the planet and the more evolved life forms, okay? So it is... The, that water is that bridge between the mineral kingdom, no, I keep getting this wrong, between the planetary soul and the more highly evolved life forms. Because it's through the journey of the water and all of its experiences within all of the different types of souls, plants, animals, and humans, that it becomes experience. And it's through this connection that the planetary soul evolves in its own right. Now, that is mind-boggling to me, and I just had that one little tidbit written out. I didn't have time to go in to look at it, but I, I have said to you guys that as the soul of the planet evolves, the high, the, the, as it raises its own frequency, the... The, it reflects in the outer on its in those souls that it houses higher and higher frequency levels. So in other words, at at the point in time where the planet has is housing plants, for example, eventually its frequency gets higher and higher and it gets ready to house animals and then animal souls will be born upon the planet and et cetera, et cetera, eventually gets ready. The the evolutionary frequency moves up in order to house the um, human souls. So what's on the planet itself is a mirror of the evolutionary frequency of the planet itself, okay? But 
it never occurred to me to ask the question, how's the planet evolve? And I read this thing, but I've wondered about it. I've wondered about it because the planet itself has a different evolutionary journey than most souls that go from mineral to plant to animal, etc. It has a different evolutionary journey. And I don't understand it. And I think this is a window into understanding it, that somehow water is the bridge between the planetary soul and the human, uh, not human, the, the other life forms, so that this is, the water somehow is how the planetary soul evolves. Okay, welcome to Janet, who doesn't know all these very fascinating uh, answers. I don't have all the answers. I hope in time I'll be able to pull this kind of thing in. It makes me wonder if all of the mineral kingdom is on this journey. It's not just water. Because water does not evolve into plants, animals, and humans water is stays with the planet it's this conglomerate soul and when the planet and the whole solar system moves in or graduates into that fifth dimensional realm the the mineral kingdom i believe and the water moves with it so i'm thinking guys i'm thinking that there's a separate evolutionary process for the planet soul and the mineral souls including water this is me speculating but that's the sense i'm getting and it's very exciting i'm it's been a question for me and and i have someone who comes to my meetup groups and she asked me from time to time well have you gotten the answer i wanted on the mineral kingdom and i'm like no not yet i will look into it and it's going to be slated for my fourth book I have something else for my third book. So there's, I, I've always had this plenty of time, so it wasn't a rush. But I'm just getting some insights here, and I think, there, that this is, um, I think this is something that we're all going to be learning about. Okay. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you or play for you that video clip that I said because you're going to see that the science is – is coming to some very similar conclusions. Uh, so I'm hoping that this is going to be loud enough, and I hope everybody can hear. But here we go. Oh. When we put something into the water, a real flower was placed in the water. A while later, we took a drop of water, and here you can see one of the pictures. And you can see it in this picture. It's the typical image you get when you put a flower into water. You could recognize the flower in every single drop in this glass, of course. That can be reproduced and has significance. And if you were to put a different flower in here, for example, the sweet William flower, then all the drops of this water would look like sweet William. The statement that water has a memory practically changes our whole way of looking at the world, of course. Let's travel down the Rhine in the figurative sense. 
water is flowing down the Rhine, picking up information everywhere it goes. So the water has more information at the mouth of the Rhine than it had at the source. And the Dutch, living at the mouth, when they drink that water, they're also drinking all that information. Thus, the world's oceans would no longer be something that separates us, but instead a giant storehouse of information. And the rain would perhaps be a data medium carrying information to the world. Okay. That's it, guys. But oh my God. The scientists, too, are speculating that water carries all this wisdom and all this information. It absolutely is right along the same lines that I'm, I got from the higher self. They did experiments. Um, they took drops of water from the uh, drops, and they look at it through, I don't know, a microscope or some, some way they have to look at it. And you didn't see the pictures, but they're, the picture of the water that had the first flower in it was very different. Each drop showed the similar picture, but when they put the sweet William in, the look of the drop completely changed. And <clears throat> they've done this with a lot of stuff, obviously. I don't know where this this was 2013, this video, and I don't know where the Stuttgart came out of. I guess I forgot to tell you this part. Stuttgart, uh, the Aerospace Institute of the University of Stutt Stuttgart in Germany. And that's why you heard some talking in the background. It was the German scientist talking, and then over it was the English translation. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, hello? Starting from, from the beginning of the river down to the mouth, the water is gathering all this information. So the people drinking it at the bottom of the at the bottom uh, at the mouth are gaining all that information. All, at, they didn't use the word wisdom, but it's the same thing. It's the same thing the higher self were telling me that water carries all of this information. And so, anyway, there's something to it, guys. I don't know as I started to say what other I, I didn't have time between yesterday and today to go in and research any further uh, experiments, any further knowledge that they garnered. But that really isn't my job. I don't uh, I'm not about proving something because there's plenty of people and scientists and so many others that do do that service for us. But I just wanted you to hear it because it was astounding. When I listened to it, I thought, oh, my gosh, I have to bring this, this material to everyone. And in honor of Earth Day, we need to do a healing. Okay. So that's the scoop. <laughs> and I just hope you could hear it. The, I hope you could hear it well. Anyway. All right, so let's get started. You guys know the deal. I'm just going to drink a little water here, and I want everyone to get comfortable. Find a location that you can relax, because it isn't just me doing this. I want everyone to take part in this healing, and even though you're not listening to it live, every time somebody listens to the healing in the archive show, there's a reamalgamation of the total group of the total process. 
And so the healing keeps happening over and over again. We can be really effective to help this planet. So we're all going to focus our attention and activate the energies and move with the the healing as it goes. I also encourage each and every one of you to see what you experience, to see if you are picking up information, because I'm not going to be the only one at all. There's so much information, and we only have so much time in the day. So some of you may be going through the healing, and you'll get a tremendous insight. Something will come up to you, up for you, and please share it. I'm at um, uh, Janet at JanetRichmond.com or Janet at HigherSelfVoice.com. Please email me, okay? And we're in this together, guys. So let's let's do it together, okay? All right. Now, again, let's take a few deep breaths. I want to just quiet my own mind. All right. Okay. So we're just going to begin the amalgamation process. Now, the interesting thing is, oh, you know, really is bringing a lump to my throat because this information that I got five years ago was so powerful for me. It was really kind of overwhelming. Um, I didn't know who to share it with. I didn't have a clue. There was no one I was connected to that at that time that I could share it. This is very special for me. And right now, the higher selves are showing me that symbolic wheel, uh, wagon wheel type thing with all the listeners, past, present, and future, sitting on the wheel and including myself, on the rim of the wheel. And guess what? The wheel is floating in water. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just tearing up. I can't help it. Uh, it's floating in water. And the higher self, this is our indication that the water is going to be very present in this healing right from the get-go. And we don't, don't need to call it in later. It is right here. Remember, I've already, even though it was five years ago, I've gone through this amalgamation process. It carries a lot of, um, you know, it knows me too, you know. So uh, we are floating in water, keeping in mind symbolically that these wagon wheels are wood. So they float. <laughs> and that's what's happening. And it's very gentle. It's very calming. It's very soothing. It's very sort of slow in, in undulation, undulation, undulating feel where the water is just slowly kind of rocking a bit and a little wave action, but very, very gentle. And, and it's very soothing and it's very calming. And, you know, I feel as if this water is our friend. I feel it's our friend. I, I'm sorry, guys, but this is so moving to me and I haven't even started. I had no idea really this would happen. Okay, so I want us just to begin by uh, creating the now moment. Now the now, mo now moment and the forever now moment actually is moved into place already. The higher selves are 
uh, facilitating this process. And so we are being completely engrossed within this forever now moment. And the real uh, focus of attention that we need to start with is focusing on our pure soul essence. Now, when I said that, the water began to, it didn't begin, it just immediately brightened. It was as if the connection to the pure soul essence came in for the whole body of water that I'm symbolically seeing us float on. This brightness just came. It just filled the water. It's like this instantaneous amalgamation uh, and connection with its pure soul essence. And I want all of us on the wagon symbolic wheel to do the same. And we're going to really intensify not only the pure soul essence and have it move and fill the forever now moment, connecting and amalgamating with our own soul process. But I'm going to ask that we all amalgamate with the pure soul essence of this water Keep in mind, it's a conglomerate soul. So each particle, each aspect, as it would move into a plant or an animal or be frozen somewhere, would have certain elements, certain aspects um, that would, and each aspect has its own pure soul essence. So it's like every cell in the body has its own DNA. And so it's... But now we are connecting, we're amalgamating with the pure soul essence of the conglomerate soul, water. And I'm still continuing to tear up. I'm sorry, but it is very powerful, very special, very, very, all I can say is kind. There is this kindness there, this tremendous caring that's coming from the water for all of us and I'm just so wondering if any of you are feeling it Um, I'm again feeling a wisdom and a joy Uh, the sense was that it missed the connection the conscious connection that I had brought now it's connected of course with everything and I think a lot of people are coming, uh, are becoming very conscious about water in so many ways. It's not that I'm the only one, but I don't know how many people have tried to amalgamate and become and join in one accord the pure soul essence of the self with the pure soul essence of water and all of its aspects. I don't know. It could be happening everywhere. I'm not sure. But there is this sense that I'm getting of like welcome back, um, but not in any kind of pejorative or critical way, just this giant arms open welcome, okay, to all of us. And I want us just to bathe in this incredible amalgamation, this incredible light, the incredible connection. I would like us to focus on our own physical bodies. We all have water in the physical body, so let's spend this few moments in time just to connect with the water in the body. Bring into conscious awareness as as much as we can. It's it's important because in consciousness is, is power, and of course I don't mean it in a negative sense. I mean that the more we connect at the conscious level, with all the elements that we have access to, this is another superpower, guys. This is another 
I don't want to call it a lesson, but because it isn't really a lesson, but this is another technique, another tool that as superheroes, as pioneers, we're going to be able to utilize. I mean, you remember when I said we were going to be able to diagnose. Wow, that's a tool we want to, we want to understand. That's a tool we want to know about. And so the water is facilitating that knowledge for all of us. It's bringing it in into each and every one of you, bringing into consciousness. And I feel my body is very tingly. I don't know how to explain it, but I do feel as if the whole body has got more consciousness. It's very strange. But it's as if I'm much more aware at the micro level of my physical body. Can't go further than that to explain it because... I don't have time on the radio to sit for a minute or two to really focus in uh, I, because you have to just keep moving along. Um, you don't have a lot of big silences. And, but I'm hoping that each and every one of you will take the time. Certainly in the archives, you can press pause and you can take the time before moving on with the rest of the healing. All right, but I'm going to be moving on. We're sitting in a beautiful, brilliant uh, very connected, very powerful, um, wow, uh, energetic field, I have to say. And we're now going to focus on the true soul essence. And as we focus on it, using that focus as the turn-on switch, ask that the energy of the true soul essence, that fifth dimensional element of our soul, our dual soul nature, we want that to fill the forever now moment as well. This is very important. It is like the anchor spot between us here in the human kingdom uh, and us at the fifth dimensional level. Remember, we have, still have our living breathingness our physical body and everything we have in the uh, fifth dimension. So the anchor point, our true soul essence, which has been de-intensified down so that we can carry it without being hurt or harmed in any way. We can carry it in the density of the, the four lower kingdoms. Uh, that's the anchor point. And then we're going to amalgamate with the higher selves that the aspects or elements of ourselves from the fifth dimensional level and remember that they de-intensified down and they act as kind of a chain link, a connecting link between our true soul essence and ourselves at the fifth dimensional level. Remember that's just a symbol. Remember the higher selves are within. You can visualize them without. It, it's not that you can't, but it's important to to connect with the idea that the true soul essence, the totality of your higher selves are you. And you can visualize them or use symbols that both connect within and or without. It took me a long time to shift to the within part, and I do hold it there pretty solidly most of the time. It doesn't feel wrong to me when I go to a without kind of symbol, but because we have to be very careful about um, thinking that it, we have to go to something or someone that's outside of us for information, help, support. Um, 
the higher selves often as they have right now encourage me to again explain this is you this is a very highly evolved part of you you are not getting information from a separate source keep that in mind if you use the higher selves as an um, using a, a symbol that shows the higher self as being external um, because we are really moving more and more to understanding that we're our own directing our identities, that we carry everything within the pure soul essence, the true soul essence, the higher self. We carry everything within that we need. We are well equipped to do this journey. We do not need external help or guidance, guidance, uh, course we can get external help understand that but understand you process all the advice you process all the knowledge through your own inner um, higher elements your own pure soul essence and find what do you resonate with what's right for you because only you know your journey only that internal you is uh, aware of all the elements uh, all the experiences etc etc Okay, so we're all going to amalgamate with the conglomerate higher self, higher self of each and every one of us. I'm going to call on any other higher selves that care to join with us. And immediately, I'm sensing that we have a tremendous amount of help. There are fifth dimensionals that are in charge of the four lower kingdoms. And the the higher self energy related to those that are in charge of the four lower kingdoms came in big time. So we have a very powerful uh, element here facilitating not only does the water carry tremendous wisdom and knowledge and help for us, but the fifth dimensional energies, the fifth dimensional, the higher self in charge of water is is a very uh, huge kind of support energy. It, they work in tandem. Um, okay, so this this forever now moment almost feels like it's throbbing. It's just pulsing with some very beautiful energies. I do want to also move this whole forever now moment into that womb, W-O-M-B, of the originating source, allowing that energy to work its wonders, however it may work for this healing. I also do want to activate that rainbow bridge energy. It is essential. It is absolutely essential that we do that because remember, this is the vehicle to move divine energies. And we want the rainbow bridge in place between all of, our, all of us and with the water. And now I'm... Now I'm seeing this picture. It's almost because there is the conglomerate water here is so vast. You know, most of the planet is water or much of the planet is water. So the, the whole planet is just radiating kind of a rainbow bridge, a rainbow energy, the look of the rainbow energy. So why don't we just begin by utilizing this rainbow bridge? I would like to, again, um, infuse into the water the divine love okay I want to and, and it's 
so fast, immediately the, wa- the divine love that we activated has moved in through and around the water. It is, okay, it's bringing the divine love not only to the water, but to whatever it carries within it and whatever it is within. So you know water carries particles. It carries mineral, plant, and animal particles. Uh, It is a carrying system. It is a transportation system. So it's bringing the divine love to all the particles within it. It's also wherever it's enclosed, like let's say it's in a plant or it's in an animal or whatever, it's also bringing the divine love to the plants and the animals and the humans. So, okay, let's see if we can feel it for ourselves. Let's see if we can sense the incredible divine love energy also permeating our own physical bodies. And I'm, I am feeling it. I didn't feel it right away, but once I put my focus of attention on it, I can feel sort of this very beautiful tingling and the sense of this very pink energy moving in through and around the body. And as we do that, please understand that we are moving this very powerful healing energy around the totality of the planet. Now, I didn't really know how the healing was going to go, but right now we are offering this. Now, each and every soul that it comes in contact with is going to utilize the the divine love energy as it's ready to utilize it. So if you talk about it, say, with humans, if someone has, you know, um, is having a difficult journey uh, and isn't ready to utilize the full extent of the divine love energy, it makes no difference. It will utilize the elements, the aspects, as much of it as it's ready to take in. So it doesn't mean that tomorrow we're going to see the whole political system change, do a 180, and everybody's getting along. <laughs> so it's not about that. It's But we're planting a cadillion seeds in every soul on this planet. It is the highest healing energy that we can bring to ourselves and to others and to all life as we know it. Um, Okay. Well, something else has just made an appearance, and that is the pure soul essence of the planet Earth. It's kind of like raising its hand and saying, don't forget me. And, of course, I had completely forgotten it, even after reading that one really intensely amazing sentence about water being the bridge between the planet and the life forms, and it was part of what allowed the planet itself to evolve. Um, Yeah, I completely forgot to bring it in. I'm so sorry, planet Earth. Um, As a matter of fact, this is a bit upsetting for me. This is such a moving experience, guys. But I would like everyone now to become one with, uh, amalgamate with the pure soul essence of the planet Earth. The pure soul essence of the planet Earth, as I've said many times, carries the divine material balance. And it is... Okay. It is, it is very important because this divine material balance is going to be working with the healing because it's going to help materialize from the abstract to 
the concrete, the healing that we're doing. It's going to facilitate. It's going to enhance. It's going to uh, be part of one more part to make this healing as powerful as we can make it. Also, I did get the sense from the planet um, when I felt bad that I had forgotten it. It, it got, it, it wasn't, was, um, now how planets can do this, trust me, I don't know, but the sense I got was, you know, no harm, no foul, that the fact of the matter is that the water is part of it. And so, in essence, I was bringing in the totality of the planet, um, but that the conscious connection with the pure soul essence was important for us all to really activate and work at from the conscious level with these energies. So powerful that way. Um, okay, so there was no judgment from the planet, you know, no chastisement. Oh, you forgot me, you know, that. <laughs> I didn't really think there would be that, but maybe at the unconscious level, I was thinking that. Maybe, maybe that was there, so the planet came in and uh, said, nope. Okay, so... Now I'm getting the sense of underneath that water image is the solid planet, but the water is very huge. The planet is under there, but it's really all one. I want everyone, again, to be conscious of the connection, the amalgamation, the being joined in one accord with the pure soul essence of the planet and all the water on the planet, including the water within each of you. Uh, become conscious of the divine love that is being moved in through and around the totality of all the plants, animals, and humans that water is in, and also all the particles. Remember these, excuse, excuse me, these particles have uh, their own pure soul essence, and with that, I want to amalgamate with all the particles. Okay. Okay, okay. The higher self said, more than the particles, we want to amalgamate with the totality of all the souls on the planet. All the plants, all the minerals, all the animals, all the humans, all of the souls. We're going to be amalgamating and becoming one. This is facilitated because, again, we started out connected with the water. And so the connection with all the plants all the kingdoms, and oh my gosh, it's so powerful. I'm going to have to start somewhere. So I want to start with the plants. Okay, let's start with the plants, guys. And I want us just to focus on the amalgamation with the plants. Now, this is the plant kingdom, so it goes way down to sort of one-cell plants all the way up to very complicated flowering trees or bushes or fruits or vegetables or whatever. It, it encompasses the totality of the plant kingdom in the human kingdom, in this universe, okay, on this planet. Okay, so I want us to, we're connected with the water. Now we're connected and amalgamated with the pure soul essence of all of these plants. And I'm just trying to see, I've never done this before, so... I, I'm not sure what I was expecting, but I do sort of feel green. It's very interesting, but I, I kind of feel green. And, uh, okay. The plant kingdom is extremely important. Not only is it sort of the 
the base of the food chain, but it also is it also really helps the planet because the it creates oxygen. I mean, you all know how important the the jungles are and, and the, the the forests because the trees convert the uh, carbon that gets when we breathe out. We breathe out carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide, I think. And the plant. Now my science is weak, but the plants then take in the carbon dioxide and they. Uh, go through a process of photosynthesis, and what is, what is the byproduct? Oxygen. So it's plants that oxygenate the world. So plants are really important. So we. So I just want to focus on the plants, and I want this this beautiful energy to move in through and around. Uh, it's already in through and around the plants, and I'm not sure how to direct the healing, the higher self are indicating to me that simply by focusing on this very powerful connection to the plant kingdom, we are bringing to it uh, powerful healing energies. The higher self themselves are, and this this pure soul essence energy uh, knows what kind of healing. But I do feel pollutants being cleared away. Remember, we're working with the water. Pollutants being cleared away. Pollutants such as um, um, chemicals that get put into the waters and, you know, the plants have taken in chemicals that are uh, polluting or toxic or whatever. So those are beginning to be drained away. But they're also the, the... so all of that kind of stuff is happening. But also the energy is moving into the etheric bodies of plants. Remember that all the, all the souls carry the etheric bodies. And I don't understand how a plant, you know, what exactly a plant has in its etheric bodies. But because, again, I haven't done this research. Joan never pulled that in. So I, I don't know uh, from her work. But I know that when a plant particle or plant soul lays aside the body, it, it could be traumatic. It could, be, it could have had a difficult life, struggling to stay alive, struggling to reproduce, struggling through a difficult dying process. I mean, we don't know, but those things would be carried in the etheric bodies. And so I'm, this energy is moving in through and around the totality of that, too. So not only is it clearing, utilizing the water, clearing and cleansing the uh, particles, uh, the toxins, the uh, pollutants, whatever, but it's also working with the, planetary, with the plant souls to neutralize at the energetic level whatever is carried there. Now, this seems a little bit over the top, maybe, but I'm feeling a cleansing. It's as if those, the energy bodies were dark, dark gray, brownish. Uh, it contained the struggle of the plant kingdom, a lot of struggle in every kingdom, a lot of struggle. You know, think about the plants that evolved up onto, you know, from the ocean up until up into the land. That's the picture I'm getting. Is that those plants went through a huge amount of struggle trying to 
find a way to survive on land when they were first in the ocean. And there was a lot of evolutionary movement at that point where, you know, plants became uh, land plants, so to speak. So however it went, I'm not sure about it all. But in any case, whether it's that or any other myriad of humongous times where plants have struggled, that's been carried for in those plant souls. And so we're, we're sending that energy. And I see the symbolic darkness, the symbolic grayness, the symbolic brownness being filled with light as they're being neutralized. We don't need to know everything. There's no possible way. It's so hard to wrap our brains around, around it. And, you know, it's just really difficult. So the higher selves are indicating it isn't necessary for us to understand all of it, but just to know that what we're doing is a healing for the, for the plant kingdom on this planet. Now, I do see, in fact, that this healing is being moved by the higher selves uh, and the rain, using the rainbow bridge that we've set up, that's being moved to other places in the universe. In fact, we're, we're offering tremendous amount of healing energy, not just to this planet, but to other planets that, uh, whatever, wherever, I don't know, uh, that, that house the plant kingdom. So, okay, so let me just see. Uh, the image I'm getting is the beautiful stream of water coming, you know, I'm just seeing like a stream of water, but it's as if the stream went from muddy to clear. And the indication to me is that a lot of clearing has been done. This really facilitates the soul mind detox of the planet itself. Um, That's part of why we're having a tremendous amount of upheaval with the planet, with weather, with uh, natural disasters, you know, suddenly we have tornadoes in places. There's never been tornadoes and, and things like that. Uh, unseasonable dryness or wetness or uh, snow or no snow, that sort of thing. So the this is all part of the planetary cleansing. And where does a lot of the stuff get cleansed into, guys? It would get cleansed into the water. So we we want to, again become aware that of the water and we want that divine uh, we want to work with the water to carry those divine pure soul essence energies into the totality of that wisdom of the ages that that whatever eons I think the plant the earth is like four and a half billion years old I don't know when water came into existence let's say 4 billion, I really don't know, but let's just say we want to send it into the totality of that forever now moment because it is a very long time and we want the healing energy to move into the past now, the present, and have and also into the future now. So we're just working with that water, facilitating uh, the cleansing so hopefully it can move forward in a way that's less dramatic, less upheaval, less less this and that. Not that we're going to solve all those problems, but it's important. So again, let's focus on the water. We're going to neutralize as much as we can. Take the as much of the toxins and the, the uh, pollutants 
we want to neutralize as much of that as we can. How exactly that's done, I'm not sure. But in any case, let's move on. We now want to move to the animal kingdom. Again, I want everyone to consciously amalgamate with a pure soul essence uh, of the totality of the animal kingdom. Okay, the totality of the animal kingdom. And this is just really interesting. I feel we're connected deep in the ocean. Uh, There's a lot of really little guys swimming around in there. And we're equally connected with all the medium size and then the land animals and the big sea animals. I mean, I feel the connection is a very powerful one. It's a very different feel uh, from the plants. And the word that comes to mind with the animal kingdom is diversity. And that just, of course, there's a huge diversity in the plants, but it expands uh, tremendous diversity in the in the animal kingdom. And I'm feeling this, it's, it's more, I want to say more active. I feel a sense of movement in a way that I didn't with the plant kingdom. Of course, that makes some sense uh, based on the fact that plants are pretty much stable in one location and animals move around. But I do feel like it's more than that. But in any case, that is coming up for me. I have a great big focus of attention on Africa for some reason. I really am tuning into the wild animals there in Africa. I don't know why, because all animals are important. I just, I, I don't know, but I, I have to go with it because that's just the way of the world, uh, in my world anyway. And it's as if I'm seeing a picture that you might see in National Geographic on a map where there's a big spot, central spot on Africa, and it has a whole bunch of different kind of animals. And that's the image I'm getting. And, huh. To me, it, it seems to represent the top of the food chain. Um, and, and I don't know exactly what that means either, but that's what came to me, that there's something very significant about this animal kingdom in Africa. Wow. So I'm not sure. Maybe I'll get the significance. Um, I've been a little bit overwhelmed by this whole healing process. Uh, I don't know, guys, but but let's focus on that for a while. I want to call in the divine uh, light to move in through and around the totality of the animal kingdom and do whatever it needs to do to bring in healing, to bring in evolutionary enlightenment, to bring in, to facilitate uh, the release of not only toxins and pollutants, but also to heal the energetic field of these animal souls, the past nows and the present and future nows. Okay. Somehow, the, this place in, in Africa, this symbolic place, is as if it's the capstone. The animals here are the capstone of the animal kingdom uh, on the planet. Now, it's, it seems to be symbolic because, of course, we have whales and dolphins and we have animals in other continents that 
are very evolved. It, it's not that, that it's the only place, but it just feels like it's the capstone. This is where, you know, we have the apes that have evolved and the, um, although we have apes in, in Asia too. Uh, but in any case, it's sort of symbolic of the capstone. And I feel as if the healing is going to start there and work its way down. So let's start there. It's something very important. Now, uh, so let's, I'm asking the higher self to please, and they, they want us to symbolically pour all this beautiful healing energy. We don't need to know what energy exactly it is, but this healing energy and through symbolically the top of this picture of the symbolic capstone of the animal world. It's as if it's being taken in by the crown chakra of these animals. Of course, there's a lot of small uh, animals in Africa, but somehow the big animals are, uh, may, you know, maybe there's, I don't know, but they're, they're getting a lot of the energy. And I want to, to, to really ask the energy to move in and neutralize the um what do you call it? The energetic field. I'm sorry, but I'm so caught up into watching this. The energetic field of the animals, the traumas, the fears, the um, the death and dying experiences, because a lot of the animals, uh, of course, have, like all of us, they died and they come back, they die and come back, and they go through their evolutionary process. And they have been killed off not only by natural disasters and natural phenomenon, but they're also been killed off by man. Uh, and they have a tremendous amount of trauma uh, carried in that energetic field. And that's where the light is going right now. I feel like it's neutralizing the traumatic experiences of the death and dying. Uh, this is part of the evolutionary process of the animals. We don't want it to be, it's going to, you know, they're going to continue to die. We can't change that. But what we can change is the nature of death. Maybe make it more of a natural death. Make it more of a, um, a death that carries less trauma, uh, less upset, and, and that sort of thing. And also to help with the, you know... Man's inhumanity to, to animals, man's cruelty, you know, the, the loss of the species. We want to preserve as much of the animal life on the planet as we can. And so this energy is moving in to neutralize whatever the elements would be that, that have been bringing that in. Now, of course, there's a lot of change on this planet, a lot more respect, a lot more caring. From all over, people are caring for animals big time, appreciating them, respecting them. And, I mean, it's phenomenal. So much shift has gone on. But the animals are still carrying those patterns, just like we carry it in our own soul's journey. How exactly it plays out, you know, I, I don't know. I can't take the time to tune in and leave a lot of silence because this is an arena I'm not as familiar with. It doesn't come to me instantaneously or as quickly as it might if I were dealing with a human soul. But in any case, we want to bring in, I want to call in divine serenity. I see it moving in already. Divine serenity, divine love, divine... Um, 
I want to put in divine survival, whatever that means, uh, divine expansion, divine proliferation, and only the highest ideal. So, of course, this is going to the whole animal kingdom, including insect guys, including, I don't know, some sort of bacteria probably. So we don't want divine expansion or divine um, proliferation in areas that isn't in the highest ideal. We're here, though, and we can't define what's in the highest ideal. We're here to to accelerate the evolutionary process. Do you and I understand what that entails? No. But I want to give it, now that we are totally and completely amalgamated, we're working from the divine level, we are sending in divine energies, it is important that we offer this evolutionary enlightenment, this evolutionary expansion, this evolutionary uh, movement forward. Uh, Oh, Okay, I also need to put in divine consciousness. There is an element of consciousness that has been moving into the animal kingdom. Um, Just like I've said, we've all been triggered or um, activated at the unconscious level about our fifth dimensional uh, status, about what we are here to do. We're all being triggered to release, to seek and search, to find solutions, to move, uh, to get rid of our, our... energetic baggage, animals have been triggered to accelerate the movement of the consciousness at the animal level. Well, who knew? But that's really clear. And it's interesting because with the Internet, don't we see things like this on the Internet? I'm telling you. And the higher selves are absolutely validating it. And they're saying that the uh, as we put in divine consciousness, it will move into the animal world wherever they're ready to take it in. For the most part, it's going to be uh, the, it'll be utilized from the animals at the higher frequency levels. Uh, but that animal consciousness is absolutely, I mean, that, that conscious awareness moving into the animal kingdom is going to facilitate their movement and preparation for moving into the human kingdom. It's also, it's almost as if it's expanding what the animal kingdom can utilize and take in before it's actually become, they, they bec- an animal soul would become human. It's as if it's expand. oh, this is really mind-boggling. It's as if it's expanding the animal kingdom itself. And in that way, it's not only on this planet Earth, it's everywhere. We are helping to facilitate the evolutionary thrust. Whoa, okay. As you know, the evolutionary thrust is the originating source itself getting ready to take a giant leap forward, and it has been increasing the frequency of uh, the entire universe because we are all aspects, expressions, Uh, part of the originating source and it's pulling all of us along this increase in frequency it can't help it because we are all it and so by working this energy with the animal kingdom it's as if we're cooperating with the increase of frequency we're cooperating we're going to facilitate animals taking on a consciousness. I mean, we all know, I think it's Coco the Ape that does sign language. We've seen more and more of the last few decades uh, elements where 
it's becoming clear to everyone that there's a there's an emotional component, there's a consciousness component, there's a thought component to animals. And this, it's not that it's never been there before, but this healing is going to expand it. And okay, wow. So that's what we're doing. We're putting in conscious awareness. Uh, we've done we're, we've done the healing, and what I'm seeing, and I just I've been so caught up, I haven't had a chance to say what I'm seeing is that as we pour it in through this symbolic capstone in Africa, which you know in a lot of ways gave birth to life on this planet. I, I think a lot of humans came out of Africa. The the human um, kingdom. Uh, very early humans came out of Africa. But in any case, this is a very powerful uh, capstone. And by putting the energies into this capstone, I'm seeing it spread all around the planet. It's as if it's moving from the capstone of the symbolic, um, very evolved animal kingdom down not only to the smaller animals within Africa, but all around the world moving, of course, the water is playing a big part. I see water is a big part of this. Um, wow. It's a big part of this because the, the energies are moving with, in, through, and around the water, and then the water moves it into all the animals. It's just a cooperative process. That's what I have to call it. It's a cooperative process where many elements, including us guys, are part of this process. The higher cells are helping, water, the pure soul essence of the planet Earth. It's as if we have a giant project going on, and we are facilitating a tremendous amount of healing around this planet. Oh, my gosh, guys. I'm seeing the symbol of the capstone expand. It's as if we have brought in enough healing energy that I don't know why exactly, but it just feels it feels good. It feels like now there's more space somehow for the animals to be who they are, to continue their journey, to uh, bring to the planet all that they bring. Remember, there is a food chain, so I know many, many people are vegan or vegetarian. Uh, this is not to, in any way, shape, or form to say that that's wrong to do or that someone should do that, uh, but I'm saying that it's not only a food chain for humans, it's a food chain for each other, and it involves the planet, uh, the, the plant kingdom as well. There is the more healthy we can have the totality of the life on this planet, the better off we are. The more balanced we're bringing the planet into a state of balance, and I want to activate a balance, a divine balance energy, balance and harmony. And so not only are we going to try to bring balance into the human kingdom as part of the uh, our own journey to heal, to clear, to dissolve our issues so that we can move into that state of balance, but we want to do it planetary-wide. Now, as one person, we can help in the animal shelter, we can adopt pets, we can, you know, work for, you know, some sort of organization that takes care of animals or uh, keeps plants 
uh, healthy and all of that, whatever we do, but as a group, as a group, we also have a tremendous amount of power, all in the good sense, not in the negative sense. Okay, so the next step, of course, is to move into the human kingdom. And the immediate picture I got was a shadow. It's, and it's, it, I saw the density of humanity, of course, is probably not even that dense where I'm seeing it, but across the upper part of Africa. Um, it's not meant at all to imply that it has anything to do with Africa. It's just that I can't focus on the whole planet at once. I need kind of a point of focus. And because the animal thing started in Africa, I saw this like a shadow of humanity over um, the upper part of Africa. But if I expand my vision, I see it all over the world. It's like a shadow. Now, um, this is not meant to imply in any way that man is bad, that man is evil, that man is, you know, the worst thing in the world. It's not about bad or evil just because I see it as dark. What it means is that right now we need to go in and we need to use water and the divine energies to flow through the totality of humanities. We're just going to do that. We're going to start and bring first the cleansing and the flushing and the dissolving nature of water so that it can help um, deal with pollutants, uh, toxins that we've all taken in. Uh, okay, that's helping. I feel like this. it's almost as if we've all stepped in a shower, although it's an internal shower. It's very interesting. But we're all being cleansed. We're all being processed with this divine water. Now, remember that the water is conscious and uh, of its own pure soul essence. So it's carrying that pure soul essence energy in as it does the cleansing process. And this also uh, is moving to cleanse and clear, neutralize the etheric pollutants that we all carry. And so there's a tremendous clearing here too of the pollutants uh, of the, you know, the thought form, the habit, and the emotional bodies, these energetic baggage that we have that is what I work so hard to uh, neutralize and dissolve for myself and to help you guys understand how to do it for yourself. And this is, this is ongoing. And automatically, because of this intense work through our connection, through our amalgamation, through our being joined in one accord and all the energy and the focus of attention we're giving it, I'm seeing this gray sort of darkness very much clear away. Now, the light is continuing on as well. It's very, very important. It's moving in through and around the totality, the forever now moment. So that's what it's doing, first of all. It's beginning to really clear and dissolve the past nows and the future nows as well as the present now. We need to address the totality of this whole process of, of humanities, ourselves included. So that's what's going on now, and it's just sort of bubbling around, bubbling along a lot of, a lot of um, stuff being neutralized by the light. But there is another thing that's going on, and I don't talk about this all that often, but I see the light moving into the astral. Now, if you all remember, the astral is the... Um, 
it is the thought form body of the planet and it contains the totality of all of the thoughts of all of humanities of all time. Okay? It's very powerful force field or force field around the planet. And this light that we're producing with the help of water is huge. It's enormous. We are amalgamated with the purity of the, the with the pure soul essence of the totality of the water, the plant kingdom, the animal kingdom. Now I think I forgot to say that we are amalgamated with the pure soul essence of the humanities. And all of that pure soul essence energy is just pulsing, expanding out, moving into the astral. And it's so interesting. It's as if the astral workers are almost kind of overwhelmed with all the help because you have to know we have billions of people on this planet, over 8 billion, I believe. And from moment to moment to moment, we have the astral being filled with thought energy. It's just being created, you know, moment to moment to moment. So, there's a lot there when you think about it all time. There's been a lot of work that many do on cleaning the astral, including some very, very powerful astral workers. Those are often fifth dimensionals who carry the dual soul nature when they lay, lay aside the body. A lot of them have become volunteers to help with the astral clearing. So they carry the human soul as well as the true soul. And, of course, there are others that come in and help. So there is help all the time with the astral. But right now, it's huge, guys. It's as if this conglomerate energy that we're all cooperating with, and it's going to happen with every time somebody listens to the archive. It's going to help it happen again. And so it's just clearing, clearing and cleansing so much of the astral. And it's needed and necessary because the astral has really powerful magnetic thought energy. And it is, we just draw it right to us. If we match, if we have something in our thought form body that matches that, we can just suck it right in and intensify something we don't want to intensify. And we give it back, too. When we think of negative thing, it not only moves into our thought form body, it moves into the astral. So, we uh, want to neutralize this big reservoir of magnetic thought energy, most of which is negative. So, and that's what's happening. It's as if it's bringing the lightning, lightning the dark areas of the astral significantly. Wow, if I'd known how powerful this was going to be, I probably would have done it sooner. But the planet, you see, that water is that bridge, and the planet is absolutely wants it to, wants this. It, it's so happy. I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm anthropomorphizing the planet, but the planet, it's been like a cloak. You know, the astral is like this heavy weight. These energies are like a heavy weight on it. And even though the astral has been clearing over time, there's been a lot of work from those out of body and from those of us in body that are working to clean the astral to neutralize as much as we can, especially the negative. It's been like a, like a burden, like a cloak uh, on the planet. And this is, I feel the planet like it can breathe again. There's a sense of breath and I want to call in divine breath, divine circulation. Ah, and it, it just is, it's a powerful feeling I'm feeling, a powerful relief um, to 
and the planet there is enormously appreciative. And again, I'm anthropomorphizing, but you know, I can only interpret through my own mind's eye, and that's my interpretation. That it's a sense of relief and a sense of gratitude, and it's just, it's just amazing. It's overwhelming. Okay. Okay, now it's beginning to get uh, close to the end of the show. I want to see, we've done some very intense work here. Um, And I want to see if there's anything else that the higher self want to address. They this is sort of a little bit direct and a little bit indirect, but they want me to encourage every every one of you to work on neutralizing uh, death and dying. Um, it is because in our total sojourn, we have gone through the death and the dying and death process over and over again. It is a very powerful uh, thing that we carry in the energetic our energetic. Uh, world and at the soul level there is a, so many experiences of death and dying and they want everybody to work on neutralizing death and dying and I want we can um, I want to use it also with the water because the water you see has been through many death and dying experiences as you know as because it's been within each of the the, the plants and the animals and stuff like that so it it too is. I want. It, I, I don't understand about the water energetics, but I want to reconnect with the refocus on the connection of the pure soul essence with the water. And I'm asking the water because it's inside so many plants and animals and people that not only do we as the listeners focus on neutralizing the death and dying experiences that we've been through, but I want the water to also help to neutralize, dissolve the death and dying energetics in the plant or animal or human that it's part of. So we're getting the water to be kind of like our partners here to help and facilitate the death and dying of the, of the um, souls upon the planet doesn't mean we're going to prevent death and dying from happening again. But the the element of going through that process is very intense for souls. And we carry a lot of baggage around it. And it affects human soul psychology greatly. And now I've come to understand that it certainly affects the animals and the plants too. So let's move in and do the neutralizing the death and dying for all of us. And I want you to just see your light moving into the past, present, and future now, doing as much neutralizing as possible around death and dying, both direct and indirect, causes, misunderstandings, misconceptions, hurts, wounds, uh, drama, suffering. um, And all of the, the vows, all of the decision-making that we make during that process, that's one of the biggest problems is we take on belief systems 
during the death and dying process that can be really entrenched. And so I want the the energy to address because I can't go uh, into all the different belief systems because there's just way too many of us. But I you have to understand that if you're suffering or something is negative, you might come out saying, oh, well, I'm never going to do that again, whatever that is, because that is what caused my suffering. So then we never do that thing again. Um, I, I can't remember if I told you, but I did have a client who's having trouble getting pregnant. And she had a number of lives where she was struggling to, she had children and she was, anyway, I'm not going to tell you that story. But anyway, there are so many things um, so many things that, that happen in the death and dying process. So we want all those belief systems that come from misunderstandings or uh, we've had one experience, but we generalize it to mean everything, you know, how that works. So I want that, those kind of things to be gone, to be neutralized. Okay, I am going to tell you about that because there, she wanted to get pregnant. She couldn't get pregnant here, so she had... I went in and I found two major things. One, she had a number of lives where she had children, and it was so difficult. She had children in the field. We tend to romanticize, but it was terrible because you have the child, then you have to get up, and you have to keep working. She had to work with children. It was so much a burden. She, she died early in those lives because of the struggle, and she became more and more disillusioned with the whole family thing, the whole upbringing. But then she had one major sort of perfect storm life, I call it, where she was married to someone, but he traveled a lot. This was a while ago. I don't know the timing on it, Um, certainly not in the last couple hundred years, but somewhere before. He would be traveling a lot, and when he came back at one point, fairly soon after he came back, maybe three to four weeks, she, she had a couple of children already, she started to show quite substantially that she was pregnant. He'd been gone for three, four months or whatever it was. And he thought that she cheated on him because she couldn't have gotten that far along in her pregnancy so quickly after he got back. So he beat her and he beat her. She lost the baby. She lost so much blood. She ended up dying. What and, and she hadn't cheated on him. She was pregnant with twins. And being the third pregnancy, anyway, you show a lot sooner. But she was carrying two children. And but so they didn't, you know, he didn't realize it was all a misunderstanding. But she came out of that life vowing never to have kids again. And from that life, she never did. She either was barren, in quotes, because that's what they used to call it or she'd give birth to, you know, she'd have a stillborn child, or she wouldn't have a family, she wouldn't be married, she wouldn't find someone, she'd live alone, and she had a very, very isolated life and lives, and it was this life that she came in to really shift this pattern, and so she came to me. Now, I don't know if she's going to be pregnant, because this happened recently, and she hasn't had the, the third, um, you know, IVF or whatever they call it yet, so I don't know yet, but in any case, that came out of the dying experience. And so that's what's important. We need to get, she made a vow that was so powerful that, 
over the next few lives. She never had any children. And she wanted them in this life. And wanting them in this life has motivated her to find a way to seek a solution. And so she, hopefully, the healing will help her. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. But in any case, this is, this is the kind of thing. So, all right, I think you guys get it. Yeah, and the higher selves are closing down the forever now moment. But the picture I have of all of us still floating on the water, now the water is beautiful, powerful, light. Uh, I see that the elements of the divine love are still there, the elements of the divine evolutionary enlightenment, and all the energies that we've already, you know, that we've put in over time. I see this beautiful uh, sense of serenity. The planet is happy. (laughs) I know. Um, It's happy. I'm giving it that human uh, description again, but in any case, there is a sense there that the tremendous amount of work and tremendous amount of healing has been done, and I want to thank every listener who has taken part, known and unknown. I, I probably won't know any of you or many of you ever, but I'm so pleased to have this incredible community where where this kind of work can happen. Absolutely. Uh, please, anybody, email me, Janet at JanetRichmond.com or Janet at HigherSelfVoice.com. I really encourage you to get in touch with me, even if it's just to say, oh, my God, that was off the wall. <laughs> but if you knew it was off the wall, then you probably listened to it, and then you were actually taking play, taking part. Um, but, it's it, you know, it's not – there's never a should here. It's an open opportunity. And – Remember, we're in superhero school. We did not get into the individual thing that, you know, I was reminded and I shared with you all that we can use water as a diagnostic tool for ourselves and for others. It has the wisdom. It knows what's going on everywhere in your body. Uh, And, you know, we can use it. I didn't get a chance to go into that. And that's okay. That's for another day or that's for each and every one of you to sort of experiment around with, practice. You might know areas of the body that aren't healthy. Go in, use the water, see what you can pick up about it. The water can help you. Uh, As I said, I haven't tried it yet, but since I'm giving you the homework, trust me, I'll be doing it myself. That's the other opportunity of this show. Okay, guys. Well, again, thanks so much. I love everyone and please reach out. Please connect with me in any way if you can. And any feedbacks always great. Any questions are always great. So with that, I'm going to say goodbye until next week. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.